All right, everybody, we are back with another episode of the Down to Business podcast. And uh, I feel like it's been a long time, no speak. Definitely with the, all this coronavirus and quarantine and stay at home and curfew, it's, it's really, truly a lot going on and really just so much information out there, so many things going on. So first and foremost, I do hope that everybody is staying safe out there. If you're working, really do continue to take those precautions. Just be safe. Thank you for everything that you're doing. But if you're not working, I definitely do hope that you're just I'm continuing to just watch over yourself, your family, just keep your distance and um, just make the most of the time that we can. I know that being caught in the house sometimes or being caught wherever you are is not always the ideal situation, but definitely just I'll try to make the most of it. And so that's what I'm doing today, actually sitting down with a guest of mine, Eric Worthington. Everybody calls him Squeeze, though. I'm definitely delighted to that he took the time to sit down with me today. So, Eric, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? I can't complain. Like I said, just just making the most of this time right now. How are you? Uh, how are you holding up with everything going on around the world and uh, where you're located specifically? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm taking all the precautions. Unfortunately, I can't stay in the house like I like I want to because of both of my jobs. But uh, I'm making the best of it. Got you. And so, what do you do for work? So my primary job, I'm a firefighter, and my part-time job, I deliver for Sherwin-Williams. Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for your service. Definitely do appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So a man of many many talents. So he delivers for Sherwin-Williams, and then he, he firefights. But can you just tell us uh, what brought you on the podcast today? Because honestly, just going through your page, and even when you first reached out to me, just I'm um, seeing what you did. It was really unique, really interesting. I don't think I know anybody who's done what you've done. So can you just give us a little bit of background, a little bit of insight about what exactly you do? So what I do is uh, I make beer. Uh, I'm a, a brewer, home brewer. Let me start there. I'm a home brewer. Um, I guess you can say, I say probably about three, four years ago, got a Mr. Beer kit, made my first batch of beer. It tasted like vinegar, so it was nasty, but I made it, so I drank it. I took a break because I didn't think I was doing a good job. I still continue to drink beer. I love beer, craft beer, domestic beer. I just like beer. So um, I got back into it, upgraded some equipment, started making better quality beer and said, let me turn this into a business. Okay. Okay. And so with this, like you say, you really just stated it flat out. I make beer. I love beer. So did this interest kind of stem from anywhere specific? Was this kind of something once you became like of age or was this always something that you kind of just dreamed of doing? Um, No, I'm not going to say I dreamed of doing it. It's just... Uh, back in the college days, just drinking, having a good time, and I, I think it just kind of snowballed into what I'm doing now. I like the taste of the beer. Uh, I was having a good time with it, communicating with people, networking with people. So I think this is a great way for me to bring it all together into one. So I said, hey, let me try my hand at it. Got you, got you. Okay, so I know that you kind of in the in the very beginning you you kind of differentiated and said that you're a home brewer. Are there various different types of, of brewing? I know that people sometimes kind of brew in like their own warehouse, but when it comes to people kind of making their own or doing their own thing, are there various different like titles that you can have? Uh, yes. So you have uh, your your home brewers, and I'm putting quotations around this. These are more your amateurs just out there doing this as a hobby. And then you have uh, brewmasters. And uh, they go to school and they get the qualifications, all the paperwork, and uh, they earn that title of brewmaster. So that's why I didn't want to say I'm a brewmaster at all or anything like that, because I, I didn't put in that work for that. I just I make beer, I watch YouTubes and put together ingredients and just have a good time with it. OK. And so when it comes to specifically making uh, these beers, what this is probably kind of like a, a very broad question. So let me try to just narrow it. Like what? 
do you when it comes to like different recipes, different products, different ingredients that you try? Is it kind of just you just experiment? Is it things that you read online? Is it like a combination of both? You just wanting to make your own? How does that go for you? Uh, it's a combination of both. I take stuff that uh, beers that like I go to a bottle shop and just pick up random beers and um, taste them look up the ingredients and I go to my brewer supply store and I'll taste the ingredients and then I'll sit back and see what I can come up with with myself. I try not to just make beers that I like because some of the beers that I make, I don't like them and people just, they'll run with it. They love it. So I just stick with experimenting beers. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, then back to the drawing board. <laughs> back to the drawing board for sure and i uh, kind of makes me think about what you said too the first beer you said it it tasted like vinegar so from from kind of that experience moving forward what have you do you have like a certain method or can you is each beer kind of crafted a little differently so is it a different process it, take me through the give me as a best of visual as possible of how you kind of go about making a select beer okay i'll take um I take my, my first beer that I ever made. I call it the Genesis. I, I can't trademark that or anything yet, but I call it the Genesis. I got a base malt selection, grains, and um, the uh, I found some um, hops and uh, tasted. I tasted everything, like the raw ingredients, before I actually complete the beer. So I tasted the raw ingredients. And now the raw ingredients do not come out like the finished product. So two different worlds there. But uh, taste the raw ingredients. Get my water how I like it. Uh, some people go real in depth with water. They uh, check pH balances and all that. I'm real simple with stuff. I, I think that I'm not here to reinvent the wheel. So I stick to the very basics. And I think that by building from the basics, I can come up with a quality beer. So, um, yeah, back to the to the ingredients. I get the raw material. Um, I get my hops. Uh, I get my sugars if need be and uh, different adjuncts that I want to add to it and um, boil, uh, get get my equipment, boil the water, uh, get my times right. And I just uh, go through that entire process. Of course, this takes part about a month and a half because you have to boil it. Then you have to let your yeast do its thing, which turns that in alcohol. So after all that said and done, it's, it's, a, it's a long waiting process. After, after all that, I get to taste the beer and like I said, sometimes I like the beer, sometimes I don't. And if I don't like the beer, then I have to start this process all over again. And it takes about, depending on the style, about a month and a half. Oh, wow. I guess I would have never even, I would really, I really would have never even thought like something like that could take that long just because I'm so used to just hearing about the breweries and just seeing how they do things in mass and bulk. And But I, I guess when you're doing things on your own and when you're solo, understand that so i think you kind of answered my question but i kind of just want to confirm it again so if you if you are to make a beer or so or something that doesn't taste right to you or anything like that it's not just a matter of you can maybe add an ingredient or cancel something out here and mix something else and it's really just oh you kind of just gotta scrap that and literally start all over every time um not necessarily some beers you can add something to it uh later on on the cool side of things uh some beers you may have to scrap and some beers, you can just rename it and send it out. Because the, the thing that I love about beer is that there's a beer for everyone. Like, I mean, literally. Yeah, literally everyone. So, like I said, a beer that I may not like, somebody else may love that beer. So, even when I'm making my beers, I may start from scratch and be like, I'm not messing with this beer anymore. But I may have somebody, hey, man, when next time you're making this beer? And, all right, well, I guess I'm making some more beer like that then. So, I personally say that you can't mess up beer 
which I'm pretty sure that you can, but I, I, I haven't messed up a beer totally where I just had to dump the whole thing yet. Okay, well, we definitely aren't going to jinx you in that regard. Like, you may you may just have the lucky hand, that lucky touch. So um, something that I, I'm, I'm actually very curious about just from being at bars, just from looking at menus and um, different things like that. And maybe um, hopefully this isn't like a long explanation or hopefully it's something that you can kind of go into, which I'm pretty sure. So what are really the true differences between like, lagers ipas like where do these where do these names kind of derive from is it the process of making it is it the ingredients is it the percentage of alcohol in it maybe like how does that like how do you really kind of differentiate between all these different terminologies uh so the the styles come from the uh yeast and uh, i want to make sure that i'm saying this right so ales are are top fermented yeast so when you put it into your fermenting vessel the yeast will sit at the top and it eats from, from, from the top. And then you have your, your lagers, which they eat from the bottom. So the style depends on what type of yeast you use. And that can go into a whole nother world because you can mix yeast and you can just experiment with a whole lot with beer. So the, the style itself, lagers, porters, and IPA, all that stuff, that comes from the yeast that you use. Okay, simply put, so not long at all. And just, just for my knowledge... What does IPA stand for? Because I know some people out there who don't know what that means either. Uh, Indian Pale Ale. Got you. Indian Pale Ale. Okay. All right. So I know we we probably should have addressed this in the very beginning, but I kind of want to know now because it's really been on my head. Monkey Tails, where does that name derive from? It comes from her mother <laughs> and we were younger. So uh, me and my brother and sister, it, it nephews, anybody. If you don't go sit your monkey tail down somewhere, because we're always. <laughs> so, got you, got you, got you. So I took that and the, the tail end of it is not tail is in the tail of a monkey. I, I turned that into tails, like telling a story, because I think with beer, uh, a lot of times people are sitting around and like my granddad say, if they're sitting around talking that much, they're probably lying to each other, but they're having a good time doing that, communicating, <laughs> networking and stuff. So monkey tails, that's that's it, monkey tails. Okay. And and as someone who I spoke about it in a, in a few of my previous interviews, I'm very interested when it comes to names, how people kind of got their names, where they came from. I, th- I think that's a pretty interesting, but yet funny story at the same time, but it makes sense for sure. Okay. So with this whole kind of starting from coming a long way, like you said, first beer tasting like vinegar, you kind of learning the ins and outs of different things. What would you say has probably been your biggest learning experience throughout this whole thing, whether it be from the business side of things, whether it be from recipes, making ingredients, money, what what would you say has been your biggest takeaway thus far being in business? I'm going to say the, ben- the, the business side of things. I'm still going through that process. So like right now, I'm still looking for funding. Me not knowing anything about business. At first, I was like, I just want to make beer. And I have a lot of people say, well, you just can't make beer because you got to get the paperwork, payroll, insurance. And it's a whole other stuff behind the scenes that I didn't know about. So, like, I am literally going through this journey and I am learning everything that I can. And the, and the biggest part is the business part, because with, without money, uh, that's the oxygen of the business. Then there's no uh, beer. Very well put. OK, well, now when it comes to the business, even segueing. I'm moving forward a little bit. Are you someone who like what's your hope for Monkey Tails? Do you guys want to do you want to have like your own bar restaurant? You want to have your own like label like, hey, when people taste this or when they order that, they know that that's your beer specifically. Like, what do you where do you want to see Monkey Tails kind of moving forward once you get everything the way you want it to be? I want Monkey Tails to be a household name. I would love that. Um, I want Monkey Tails to help grow with the community. 
I really want to start something small. My ultimate dream is to have monkey tails like literally in in neighborhoods. So these housing developments going up, stuff like that, have monkey tails on the corner. And that way you can, it'll cut out some driving home. You can walk up to monkey tails and just have a good time. You can interact with your friends and your family. So I really want monkey tails to be a household name. And my ultimate goal is to be able to just help with monkey tails. And that's if I have to, with food for the community or whatever I need to do, I want monkey tails to be able to provide that, that access to people that need help. Absolutely. And it seems like you really have adopted the service mindset. Like you said, just hearing about your future aspirations and hopes for monkey tails, which will happen without a doubt. Um, All it just takes is that hard work and consistency. But even just thinking about your firefighter nature, just thinking about that service, just thinking about risking your life and putting your life on the line. So I do just love that. Um, I love that trait. I I definitely picked that up early on. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For sure, for sure. What's your, that you've made thus far, what's been your favorite beer from the recipe to the preparation to even if you got a specific name for it? Tell me about that. So my favorite beer recipe that I've made, it's a uh, No Boyo IPA. I used a, a new hop to me. It was called a Matika hop. Never used it before. Threw that into the uh, into the hot side of things. And it came out, it was one of the better IPAs. Like I'm not a huge IPA fan where it, where you're drinking it and it like has that little burn to it. I like something that's kind of balanced. That one was very balanced. Uh, it's making my mouth water now. I, I want one. I sold out. <laughs> I ran out of it. Okay. 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 I didn't come up with a name yet on that one. I was going to let some people drink it and, and just throw stuff at me. Hey, Eric, just, and, and I'll come up. There's some wild names out there that people like to, to do so. So <laughs> I'm still waiting to name that one. Oh, no, I could imagine for sure. So with uh, I know that you said a lot of people and you're not the only one that's kind of testing. It's just because a lot of people have different tastes, different preferences. So um, when it comes to you actually making the beers, getting them all ready, they're tasted. You've um, you've done all the fermenting. It's basically ready to go, whether it be in a bottle, a can, however you serve it. Who do you look to like as taste testers? Are these your your coworkers? Is this family? Is this peers, neighbors? Like who are these people that are actually sampling and giving you their opinions? Anybody that is willing to to try beer, and uh, uh, that is a good question. So my brother, and I call him my, my friends, my brothers. So I got a couple of them that don't drink at all. And I was like, hey, taste my beer. And that's like, hey, you know we don't drink. And I was like, if y'all don't like it, then that means it tastes like beer. So I've anybody <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm like, just, just try it. So anybody that wants to try beer, because I, people that are curious, and I think friends and family, that they, they want to help support. So even them tasting it, hey, I, I like this beer. So they may go out and try different other beers. So uh, anybody that would drink my beer, have a sip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that. The sharing is caring mentality for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you thought ever about partnering or is this even possible? Maybe there are some different legalities to it. So maybe you can even speak on that as well. When it comes to like, I guess I say maybe you make a specific recipe or you make something catered towards you or just um, just different that maybe is not served like in a shelf or on a store. Could it be something where you partner with maybe like a local bar or a restaurant to serve that if you made enough or do you kind of know the process of how that works? Is that something that you've even looked into? I have looked into it. So right now, uh, and just I, I'll try to make this as short as I can with the process. I'm trying to get my beers into to restaurants or grocery stores, anybody that take my beer. But the, the problem that I have is I don't have my permits yet, so I can't legally sell anything with monkey tails on it. I can give it away, but I can't sell anything. 
I guess I I don't want to say I'm looking for a loophole loophole and somebody listening is like he's trying to trying to bootleg his stuff. But um, <laughs> that process there in itself is kind of kind of tricky with beer because you got different agencies that's involved. So that that's kind of I'm treading that water right now and I'm trying to figure it out. So that's I, I'm still learning about that, which is why I can't give a whole bunch of information. I'm still learning that process right now. Okay. And for, I mean, you're definitely teaching me some things um, along the way as well. Ever, ever since we even really started this interview, I've, I've learned a lot, whether it be the, the IPAs or just the different legalities of things. So no, it's definitely a process for sure. And I understand that when anything, when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to just making your own, you always just have to make sure you have your paperwork in order. And um, at the end of the day too, it's all about that, that marketing, that money and different things like that. Just making sure everybody is getting a slice of the pie for sure. Okay. So oh, yeah. um, I like that and I'm definitely looking forward to it. So would you say just in your own opinion, I'm not too sure how versed you are when it comes to like liquor, would you say that making beer is is more complex than making like a vodka per se, or like a gin or something like that? I wouldn't say complex or anything like that. I just think that they have their different methods. So, uh, the the my homebrew equipment that I have now, I can order certain pieces and I can make liquor with it or moonshine, just whatever you want to call it. I can start making that with by ordering different pieces. So I'm not going to say it's more complicated or anything. It's just a different method of of making alcohol. Okay, makes sense. Now, has there been or will there be? Have you ever used an ingredient? Um, thus far that people might think of or might hear and, and kind of just raise their eyebrow at or something that's different. Have you ever just experimented that far? Are you looking to only reason why I ask is because or I'll kind of just give you an example or what kind of prompted that question. So I was actually um, I came across a liquor um, that was a peanut butter whiskey, I believe. And now me, I am a fan of peanut butter. I'm not I'm not going to say like I'm a lover of peanut butter, but like I'll eat peanut butter and jelly, like peanut butter crackers, different things like that. To have that mixed with alcohol, to me, that just sounded like a little different. But a couple of people told me that um, they mixed it with certain drinks, like a cran grape or something like that. And they said it tasted just like um, a peanut butter sandwich. So have you used any ingredients specifically yourself or are you looking to kind of experiment with things like that when it comes to your beers? I'm definitely looking to experiment. Uh, on, on, just to segue into that peanut butter real quick. My, one of my favorite beers is, uh, is Horny Goat. And they make a peanut butter beer, and I, I love it. I love it. It's, uh, it's, it's on my Instagram page somewhere, but I love that beer. So anytime that I can I find it, I'll buy it. As far as experimenting on my own, I'm not going to say anything in the beer world that I'm making is crazy because I'm pretty sure that, that brewers around the world are putting some crazy stuff in their beers. But to some people that just don't know at all, I've, I've added French toast to one of my beers and some people are like French toast. That sounds pretty good, but it, it came out. I, I didn't like it. I was like, I'm not drinking this mess, but uh, some people were like, Hey, I, I like it. So right now the, the craziest thing I've done is, is French toast and uh, some coffee beers that I've been making. Wow. So I'm not going to lie. I love French toast. So to me, that kind of I'm not going to lie over here. I was over here kind of looking like, wow, that, that might not. So you actually put like actual like French toast pieces in there. Was it kind of just like the flavoring from like you actually use French toast to kind of like give it that flavor too, that kick? Yeah. So 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 I went to to uh, food line and bought some French toast sticks and uh, went home, put them in the oven for however long they posed it in there, cut them up. And then I threw them into the mass side of my beer. And yeah. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That's that's definitely different. But like I said, me as a lover of French toast, I'm not I'm not really shy, shying away from that. I'm, that might be something that I want to try. Okay. okay. Coffee, I'm not I'm really not a, a, a why well, I can't stand coffee if, if we're really being honest, like very mm-hmm. transparent. So that probably be something I shy away from. But okay, I definitely do like the uh, creativity. Let, let, let me say something though, because look, I hate coffee too. Like uh like I, I go to work in the morning and all the guys are drinking. I I'm not drinking this mess. I don't like coffee. But I've tried a coffee beer, which is why I'm making a coffee beer now, and I loved it. I was like, What in the world? This is is this what they're drinking? And it tastes nothing like regular coffee, but I okay. love that coffee beer. So I, I would not shy away from it. If you see one, try, okay. try it. Okay, so I am somebody who believes that you gotta you can't knock it until you try. So okay, before I completely put it put it away before I completely uh, ignore it. I, I will give it a try. So I'll, okay, I'll definitely okay. I'll post on that and let you know. All right. So I want to play um, a little game right now. It's called This or That. So I'm going to um, just list some beers. I know that you're a beer connoisseur. So a lot of these you probably have tasted before. And if not, we can kind of just move on or I'll throw another one in the place. But I'm basically going to name two. And you're just going to tell me which one you would uh, which one you would rather pick and why. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's right. look, I don't right. know about the beer connoisseur part, but let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, we well we going we gonna get as far as we can with. It. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna start a little light. So Coors Light or Miller Light? Ah, uh, Miller Light. Miller Light. Those come with memories. Miller Light. Okay. Okay. Are we going Heineken or Budweiser? Uh, Heineken. Heineken. Are we going Corona or Heineken? Uh, Heineken. Heineken. Mm, okay. Yeah. My dad's a big Heineken fan. So yeah, okay. Heineken. Are we going Dos Equis or are we going Guinness? Uh I'm I'm gonna say Guinness because I've been working on some of their uh their their coffee ones or their porter ones, so I'm gonna say Guinness. Okay. Are we going Bud Light or Miller Light? Bud Light, Bud Light. Okay. Are we going with a flavor of Bud Light or just Bud Light? I just regular Bud. I can't do the flavor of Bud Light stuff. No, no. Just regular for me. No, so no orange, no lime. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Are we going Blue Moon or are we going Corona? Ah, that was easy. Blue Moon. I, that is my favorite beer. Blue okay. Moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I probably had, that was, well, obviously in college, that was my first time experimenting with Blue Moon, specifically in grad school. And Blue Moon is pretty good. You throw an orange in there, it's, it's actually a pretty oh, good yes. taste. I'm not oh, going to yes. lie. Oh, yes. I like it okay. Are we going, are we going PBR or are we going Miller Lite? Uh, Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Okay, so what's your top? I'm kind of I'm kind of seeing Heineken and Miller Lite like they're kind of resonating. So I'm real sentimental and Miller's just bring back that college experience. Just that Miller high life with some aristocrats laying around like (laughs) I got you. you. (laughs) So yeah, Miller's the experience. Okay, okay, I I like that. All right. My first time this or that. Um, I would say I'm more of I think my one of my tops is probably Corona. I'm a light. Like I like the light beers. Like I'm not gonna like Heineken. Um, it wasn't acquired taste to me. It was definitely different. Um, the cores like the Miller lights are pretty good. I've I've actually probably had more cores than Miller. So, but but I know Miller holds that sentimental value to you. So okay, I like that. Thank you for joining in on a little bit of the fun with me. So remind us again how long you've been in how long you've been in business with Monkey Tails. Uh, so I just got it established as far as the LLC. Um, I want to say that was what January first, second, seventh, something like that. So I just got that established LLC wise. Okay, and so I know you also mentioned some of the equipment and different things that you have, kind of aside from ingredients and different things like that. What would you say? Um, 
like what what type of equipment actually goes into like the beer making process like i think i, I might have seen like on your instagram so i saw like a big barrel one time like what are some of the things that you use to actually put these ingredients together bring it to fruition uh so i have a uh, a robo brew and it it says it holds nine gallons but i normally do five gallon batches so i got my robo brew i got my my fermenter i got uh some five gallon uh buckets that i mean uh pots that just hold water or for, for me to boil my water and then all my stuff here i got some siphon stuff uh i got some kegs all that hose equipment now now i'm just rambling naming stuff off the top of my head that i use uh i think that's uh the down and dirty of it most of that stuff is in that robo brew is what i'm mainly using to make the beer okay got you now i'm, I'm so glad you said the word keg because I've always been so curious as to like how, like how does a keg work? Like I understand, like I know you kind of put the hose in there, you kind of unscrew it, you let it go. But how actually, how do you actually get it in there to seal it like so tight and everything? Because to me, like kegs look like they were literally like made in a factory. Like it that to, it used to obviously in high school is probably the first time I've probably seen like a lot of the games and people doing the keg stands. You know how things get. So what like what exactly like how do you how do you do that how do you secure it how does the beer actually get in there how does what is the whole process of that uh, so the kegs that i use little corny kegs uh they hold five gallons and at the top of the keg they have a it's, it's a hole there i'm trying to the best way to describe it but uh they, they have a gasket around it and you gotta pull the uh clamp down so that seals it from opening and, and closing however you want to do it so you you pull that down and it kind of that gasket helps uh, keep out oxygen, which oxygen is bad for beer on the cold side. So after you make it, that's a whole nother process. But oxygen is bad for beer. On the on the top of the keg, you got your your gas, and then you have your liquid. So um, what I'm doing for right now is uh, when I uh, uh, pull my uh, beer from my uh, uh, fermenters, I uh, siphon siphon them into the top of the keg. And then I put yeast in it and then I let them do their thing, whatever it's going to do. And uh, to get it out, I got a, a carbonation tank, a little CO2 tank. And that pressure that is built up inside that keg will force the liquid out or push the liquid in, depending on whatever you're trying to do with it. Got you. Got you. OK, so um, this this is definitely going to be one of the interviews that I have to go back um, and listen to just because there was so much value in here. There was there was just so much information. Another question that kind of stood out to me too was when so you know how basically every beer has a different alcohol like content level basically like a 7.1 percent a 5 percent 14 percent different things like that how is that adjusted and controlled when it comes to making it how do you basically add more how do you like what exactly are you putting a percentage what exactly is that percentage of like how do they calculate that uh so they take your starting gravity and you got your which is your og gravity and then you have your final gravity I think that's times 0.325. You might have to do that math on that one again, that 0.325. But uh, so you're, you're, you're starting and then your final add that together and that gives you your ABV, your alcohol by volume. Now, to adjust those, there are different ways you can adjust those. Um, uh, yeast plays a part in your alcohol content. So different kinds of yeast that you're using are going to give you high percentages, low percentages. Um, different adjuncts you put in there sugars that you put in there so for so for instance if somebody dumps just regular sugar dextrose and just puts it into the to the beer that will jack up the uh abv on it because yeast loves that stuff so yeast eats that sugar and literally 
sour uh, alcohol that will kind of play with the ABV and stuff. So uh, yeast, sugar, and whatever type of adjuncts you, you use will determine the ABV. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Would you say that there are any stereotypes out there, generalizations, excuse me, out there that you want to kind of combat or are there, is there anything out there that you think people are miseducated about when it comes to the the beer world and the beer business per se? Yes. Let me say that black people drink beer. (laughs) Uh, Please drink beer. (laughs) I think that's one of the, the, the biggest thing. So like when I'm giving out my beers, a lot of people, because I'm, I, I hang around uh, mainly uh, black people, they are used to your Bud Lights, your Budweiser, and these are your old school, your Coors and stuff like that, those domestic beers. So when I hand them a beer and it has French toast in it, I'm not drinking this mess. What is this? So so that that apprehension there kind of is like, just just try it. Just try it. Just, just you know, so. I think that stereotype that black people don't drink beer, I think that's, it's, we're growing, we're growing, we're getting there. So get that out of your mind and drink beer. <laughs> okay. So that's the Absolutely. And I think I, I once fell victim to that stereotype too, just, just in thinking like it was to the point where I, I really wasn't even trying it. Like I would just look at a can or look at a case or sometimes even the smell and you'd just mm-hmm. be like, no. Like, I don't need all that. It's, I'm, I'm going to be all bloated. and But, man, if if sometimes you don't just want to open a Corona, put a lime in there, or just sip a beer on a nice day. Sometimes I don't even want to drink any, like, hard liquor, but just a nice beer, just something cold just to have. No, so I definitely do agree with you yeah. for that. Open your minds, people. There are some definitely some good beers out there, whether it's French toast in it, coffee-based, whatever. Yeah. And, and, and let me say one, one other thing, too. I think uh, one of the, the obstacles – of, of me getting into the beer world. So uh, I, I'll get some people sometimes and they're like, you you want to make alcohol? Do you know what that does to people? In the, and and I get the the bad side of alcohol. You got your drunk drivers, people getting, I understand that totally alcoholics. I get all of that. The question that I ask them is, uh, y'all love cakes. You love your cupcakes. And this is not anything to the cake world at all because I love cakes as well. But diabetes is one of the, the leading causes of death out there. and Nobody has a problem with that. So I want for for me, my experience is when I say I'm making alcohol, some people just they frown upon that. You're making alcohol and I'm like, Well, you eating a Snickers bar right now, you don't have a problem with that. So it's that that that's one of my, my obstacles I have to kind of tackle sometimes. Okay, and I definitely do something that I thought about before you even say cake, I thought about tobacco. Yeah. And just yeah. about yeah. how big, how prominent that industry is. There are commercials out there about yeah. it, how with, with warnings and disclaimers, the same with a lot of other things. But I mean, honestly, and it just really makes me think about too much of any, too much of anything can be bad. You feel oh, yeah. me? So like too much, too much water, you're drowning. So. Too much water. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which is just crazy to think about, like too much of any at the end of the day. Yeah. So our, at the end of the day, it's always going to be a catch 22. It's always going to be that type of situation. So no, I think you should for sure do what you love, do what you're passionate about, because even in all beer commercials, they always do say, and whether people follow, kind of follow those guidelines or not, it's always about drinking responsibly. Oh, responsibly. Yeah. It's always about being mature, being, first of all, of age to even know and, and to consume oh, yeah. whether it be oh, yeah. beer, alcohol or anything like that. So it, with that always just comes a different type of responsibility. OK, so um, before we wrap things up, is there anything that you kind of want to let people know maybe that we left out or didn't touch on, whether it be about monkey tails, your business, things <clears> that you have or are excited for moving forward, any kind of recipes or anything you've been cooking up in the lab lately? Um, I, I'll say, um, uh, one, this, this whole Corona thing is kind of slowing things down. It's, uh, it's keeping people is- isolated. So it's, it's hard to kind of, 
to, to get around people to, to even hand out beers. So, um, and, and I'm just saying on my, cause I, I'm working on a small scale right now. So I can't just get anybody to come into my business and those breweries that are out there. So if, if y'all can get out there to bottle shops and you can stop by a local brewery, please buy their beer right now because they're struggling along with restaurants. If, if, if you can get out there and, and, and help the economy, please do because these people, they still have mortgages and kids and all this stuff. So, so if you can help, please help, please help, please help. Um, uh, as, as far as monkey tails, I, I just appreciate the support that I've been getting and that positive energy. I feed off of that stuff. I need that. So um, I appreciate everybody and I want everybody just keep giving it to me. Keep giving it to me. Monkey tails. I have a, a brick and mortar foundation and we can all sit around and, and, and talk about this. So. Yeah, just keep supporting. Absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. Just in, and just for the the listeners out there who may not really know, I I've never even met Eric. This was all just a, a Instagram conversation that we had. But like I said, just from when he reached out to me and just the conversation that we have, I just picked up on a great genuine energy. And then, like I said, he had a a unique business. Brewery is um, brewing is definitely something that I've never seen somebody doing their own. Like I said, I'm always used to the breweries or the bars and restaurants and different things like that. So just hearing that step. Of faith that he took out and, and now he's trying to do his own thing but like he said he can't really um do it without support or the support just means all that much more so um definitely do check out eric i'm going to leave all the information at the end and i just kind of want to read y'all one of the messages that he sent to me he said real name eric most call me squeeze just don't call me late for dinner so whatever you do make sure you don't you're gonna call him don't call him late for dinner never do that but no um <laughs> on a serious note um to everybody out there to you too eric just continue to stay safe once again thank you so much for your service and um what you're doing and hopefully all of this will um be ending soon hopefully we'll be out of quarantine we'll be back to our regular lives but thank you so much for joining us today on the down to business podcast definitely looking forward to everything that you have coming and to everybody out there listening thank you we got a lot more content coming all right and thank you thank you thank you anything i can do to help let me know absolutely <laughs>